Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome back to another episode here of Youth in the Bullens. And it's a very, very special episode today. You asked for it and meet the sponsor episodes. We've got Mike Keogh in from C&D Demolition to explain all about what he does, what he does for the community and how he helps us grow as a podcast. But first and foremost, Mike, thanks for joining me. If you want to just tell the listeners then, how did you become an Evertonian? Because there's some stories behind the scenes, isn't there? Yeah, so it's a bit of a different one for me. Um, Father and eldest brother... Fanatical Red. When I talk about Fanatical Red, they season ticket holders, but going all over the place, watching Liverpool all over Europe. That's Fanatical. Still with us, thankfully, but 91. Not so, not so good at the minute. Eldest brother, season ticket holder since he's <laughs> since day, day long. So a really, really Fanatical um, father and eldest brother who are red. Middle brother, blue. Okay. <laughs> so born and a family is from Tubruk. So only a mile away from the ground. Saturday, my brother gets taken by the next-door neighbour to watch Everton. Falls in love with Everton, okay? <laughs> so my dad vowed that would never happen to me. So youngest son goes on there. Four years old, went to my first game in 1973, Everton v Arsenal, 0-0. Um, go, I think I was five years old. Loved it, unbelievable. <laughs> never been back, you know, always been a blue since that day gone from in there so again so in a bit of an unusual way I became an Evertonian um, so again father says that he, he disowned me from that point <laughs> uh, from in there but yeah but great um, so middle brother again fanatical blue thankfully took me everywhere as, as, as a kid home and away uh, loyalist Everton as, as, you, as you can imagine and uh, we had some great times growing up so yeah a bit different starting up being a, an Evertonian what, what was it then about that day because that's a really interesting point you know you get some blues and reds what was it then about bad Everton and that day in know. particular that, that brought I, you back to be a blue when you asked me to come back on today I, I look back and all my notes and things have, have done it. the smell the colour that royal blue you know going in we were in the, went into the park and you know, the fans, the, just the noise. And I think I just wanted to get a hold of you. It just, it just got to grip of me and I just loved it. I mean, 
the thing was is Alan Ball wasn't playing for us then he'd gone to Arsenal so you couldn't even say the likes of Alan Ball effect but just the players just that that noise the ground and you just just it just became like an amazing experience for me and then obviously now you know I go home and away to all the games yeah. so I, I, you know I absolutely love it and it just from that from that moment on I, I was as blue as they come I mean, I can relate. I do smell a jumbo hot dog and think, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, yeah. I, that's Everton yeah. through and through. But, yeah. Mike, just on that, obviously, you, you touched lucky and obviously following Everton as a football club, obviously through the 70s and the 80s, which were renowned as our glory years. Yeah. What what was that like then as a fan? Because, unfortunately, I've been born to a world of absolute misery at the moment. Yeah. But well, what was that like following the Blues home well, and away? Well, the 70s was a bit unusual because we'd have the success sort of, you know, 66, 70, and then the team sort of broke up a little bit. So, late 70s, wasn't great but we did have some fantastic players you know sort of you know Bob Latchford you know one of my absolute <laughs> heroes from in there playing for us 70 you know 78 that famous goal Andy King so the 70s was a, was a real good period of solid sort of you know under Gordon Lee where we became fourth and then became second you know we'd done really well but we just couldn't quite bake back into it and then end of the 70s we went into the early 80s which we really struggled obviously until we got um, Kendall in and even then his first season as you know was, was really difficult you know we had crowds of the game 17,000 we were booing them off and there was the you know the, the chairman let us out and things like that so at the time it, it was a still a difficult time but there was a good infrastructure of players from and then and then obviously you know we went into the 80s and we played some unbelievable you know um, football I mean talk about some good games obviously uh, the Oxford game you know, Peter Reid forcing the, the the back pass, Adrian Eve scoring the goal was a real catalyst for us. And one of the big ones for us was was the FA Cup game that year in the early eighties, where we went on to win in the FA Cup when we won two 0 at Stoke. Now, you know, a lot of us made some of the games, but one of my favourite games was that that game where we won two 0 at Stoke because I think it was a real catalyst for us to move some forward. The noise that day, I, I can't tell you. Know, I got the train into into Stoke. It was those days of the special, then the ordinary come in, then other trains from, and then there was just thousands of Everton fans just walking to the ground. The noise was unbelievable. So that period of the 80s was, was, was amazing. I, mean, I watched some great football, um, watched some great players. And you speak to people when you go on holiday and they ask you, you know, Everton, they can all name that team, you know, Southall, Stevens, you know, Mountfield, Reed, Bracewell. They can all name them ones, that team. So... It was a fantastic t- time to watch Everton. I mean, we had some great times from in there. And obviously the success of, the, of those people over the park that we never talk about was also in, <laughs> in and around that time. So it was great for us as an Evertonian to, or as an Evertonian to, to, be them, to be proud of that team. I'm obviously, obviously always proud of Everton. I love Everton to bits, but, you know, we haven't had the greatest of times. Then we were, you know, we were the best. We had the best team in Europe. You know, we would have been, we would have run on and, and won so many things in Europe from in there. But that team broke up after that time so but those sort of um, purple patch we had through from sort of 83 through to 87 88 unbelievable played some unbelievable football and had some unbelievable players as well in that team as well and and the crowds that you know you 52 55,000 watching Everton was just an amazing and talk about you know I know we have to talk about tickets now but <laughs> tickets then was difficult to get hold of yeah. you know unfortunately I've had season tickets at Everton for a long time but you know tickets were difficult to get hold of then but fantastic and some of the away days we we went on 
fantastic just touching on that then you mentioned Stoke away being like a big game Is yeah. the, the finals that you've been to obviously the, even the Bayern Munich at Goodison Park were you there how was that well, and what were them games like the Bayern Munich one was, was, was a strange one because obviously we, we went away to the first game with my brother we drove in a yellow Cortina through to Germany <laughs> got the nil-nil fantastic best result we've ever done obviously the, the performance that, that, that day there, and then drove back and then obviously the, the Bayern Munich the, the second leg I mean the noise there we, I mean we were in the, I think Bayern Munich had about 250 fans for that game. They were up in the top balcony, as far as I can remember. And then we were in the park end. And in them days, the park end was, was bricked up as well. So <laughs> so I was standing on the band. I've still got the video. I can still see me standing up. And I had a, a, a green Everton goalkeeper kit on, uh, top on. And I still remember, I can still see it. I've still got the, people don't remember DVDs and tapes <laughs> from, from, the, from the old ones there. But I've still got that there. So yeah, that was that was unbelievable. The atmosphere and the noise was was fun, and obviously Rotterdam was was Rotterdam. So you know, <laughs> Everton and that just—I mean, I've sort of got goosebumps now talking about that from in there. Um, Watford was a particular favourite of mine. You know that that sort of setting up on the coach early morning. You know, winning two 0 You know, two two great goals as well from us. Okay, we. We knocked into the goalkeeper a little bit there, but yeah, fantastic. Um, and the and again, watching the coach come up from in there, that was that was fantastic. And then obviously we we done the the league cup or the milk cups as as they was then. With, you know when we played Liverpool, uh, fantastic uh, days out from in there. So yeah, um, and then obviously watching Everton win the league the first time when we beat QPR two nil at home. Um, I'm sure that was two 0 yeah, from my memory serves. And then away when we beat when we won the second time up at Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Pat Van den House scored. So yeah, great days. Went in the minibus there, <laughs> set off at silly o'clock in the morning. It's far too much to drink, but what a great day that was. So I I've seen some some really, really great days from in there. Um and Wembley was 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 good to us. We got there quite a few times very quickly and yeah, really enjoyed the times watching it from in there. And obviously, your son now, Lawrence, is born, born yeah. and bred blue, and obviously yeah, we I'm, go the games. I'm, and I'm <laughs> my daughter, and Lawrence and daughter, with yeah. us. And, um, and I was thinking a little bit today, you know, I, was, I went to a, a game one time when we were playing really poor, a couple of, you know, last season, so, and I said, look, listen, I think it was Southampton, we got beat away in Southampton, and I, I apologised to him and said, look, you know, I'm sorry, son, <laughs> you know, I'm putting you through this misery, and he went, I'd, I mean, to his credit, and the like, tears come to the back of my eyes, he said, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. And we go to the games yeah. now, so together. So it's fantastic. We have a great group and really enjoy it. And, you know, we see the Bob all and, and all the lads from in there. So I think it's it's brilliant that, that, that we go to the game now. And I, I pray now that we get some success. Yeah. You know, I... I you know, you know, I'm not a big fan of the current regime. You know, Ken Wright and Machiri. I think that I think they've sold us down down the river a little bit. And I think you know, Ken Wright's time is should have gone. You know, I think his 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 interest is is his interest, not the club. You know, we're the fans. We we live breathe. I mean, I I'm, you know, people say I'm sad. I mean, I go to bed thinking about Everton and wake up next morning thinking about Everton, talk about Everton all day. But it's my club. It's our club. You know, we're the fans. It's our club, so we deserve better than what we're getting done at the minute. So, I think I want a little bit of success for him. You know, a league cup run. You know, a Carabao. Sorry, go back to my days. League cup, <laughs> milk cup, a Carabao cup run. You know, give us something to 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 get. You know, let's get to a semi final. Let's get to a final. Let's 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 go and give the fans something to to cheer about. That's all we want is a little bit of success. And the great thing about being an Evertonian. And probably the younger ones who look at the podcast remember is that the success that we get is far greater than anything else because it's so hard earned. 
So if we get an away win, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it you is. Know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so if we get if we got a little bit of success, and to think about it, you know, the scramble we have for tickets, I'm unfortunate that I get tickets. If I don't, if I can't go, I help out, and I can always try and get source tickets if I can to help people. But imagine what we'd be like if we were if we were good again. You know what the scramble of the tickets would be, and we deserve this as a club. We this fan base is unbelievable. We as a fan base deserve better than what we're getting served at the minute. And I think it, it's, it's got to stop soon. We've got to make changes. I think not only in this podcast, as you know, uh, I, I, I you know, subscribe to other podcasts. I think they do a fantastic job. The other pod- we as, we as, a, as a collective has got to make sure that we, we change this regime. We turn this club into some successful. We've got an unbelievable stadium down the road. It's going to be the envy of everyone. And we just need a little bit of success now on the pitch. So for, for Lawrence, my son, who who thankfully now start to work for me, but goes to games with me. You know, I want a bit of success for him. I've had a little bit of success for you guys. Yeah. You know, you know you're into your you know, early, very early 30s. You want a bit of success. You know, it's all right talking about the 80s. And how we want it now. We want it in, the, you know, in, in 2023, 24, 25, 26. We want some success. And I still want some success. I'm still as hungry as Everton to, to watch Everton while we're being successful. And you're absolutely right. I think obviously that the, the games that really stand out for me of us going the games, obviously, uh, Leicester away, you know, under Frank Lampard, one yeah. of the only games run away from home. That I don't know how it's compared, but I've never heard an away end like that before. It was absolutely incredible, wasn't it? That one. Well, you asked me today to, to come onto the podcast, and, and I was thinking about unbelievable games I've been to, and and I still say Leicester Leicester away when we when we won. It was two nil. And Michelenko scored the goal. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Yeah, so yeah. so Michelenko <laughs> scored the goal. And and then subsequently, the time that where we drew this is yeah. Leicester away when they missed the penalty, Madison yeah. missed the penalty. But the Leicester went that one. I, 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 I tell you, it gives goosebumps now. That that away day there will, will stay in my... When I'm lying in a box, that will be my thing to do. That, that was unbelievable for us there. That, yeah. I mean, Palace was unbelievable... Again, the yeah. home game, and you know, Lampard was up sitting next to us at the end, standing next to us at the end. It was unbelievable. But Leicester away, the noise. I don't know how long we were in in for, but I ended up getting a, a, the car park was in. I got a ticket and <laughs> yeah. got fined. The Morrison's, the Morrison's, yeah. because yeah. we stayed in that that long that afterwards. Late, yeah. But I worth every single penny of it. So for, for us, for, for Leicester, was was fantastic. Um, and again. That the Palace at home was 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 incredible, and we've had some you know great days at Everton. And I know since we've started going together the last two or three years, it's been you know I'm really enjoying the the, the time. Okay, you know, but yeah, I, you know we want a little bit of success on the away games, don't we? We just want to we just want to try and get a little bit more successful, and that those days become a, a bit of a norm, really. Yeah, and while we're on that topic, before we touch into, uh, get stuck into yourself, let's talk then about Everton now, currently. Obviously, Sean Dyche, the manager. Yeah. It's been a bit of a slow start, one point in 12, three yeah. losses, one draw. How, do you think Sean Dyche, then there's, there's a few questions being asked of Sean Dyche. Do you think, Mike, that he is your man? Do you think that we need to give him time? What are your thoughts on the current... So I, I like Sean Dyche. I, I think I think we, we need to, uh, Sean Dyche to come in. I mean, I love Frank Lampard. I mean, if, if your daughter... You know, if you brought you, if you come home with your daughter, you'd be absolutely made up. I mean, lovely guy, yeah. but you know, really struggle to manage our football club. I think Sean Dice gets us a little bit. I think he's that old school manager that that needs, it. And, and we would be in a far worse position, I think, without Dice. And I think, I think we've been unlucky. I mean, and I think now we've got a couple of strikers in. 
and I think Beto looks really good as yeah. we've seen him seen him before. Um, you know, we've got we've got DCL coming back. I think you know, I think on his day, he, he's he's a real game changer, that lad. And I think we've got we've got some options up front. You know, and we needed some options up front. And I think the midfield, yes, we, we, we're slightly depleted from the midfield when we haven't bought the midfield. But I still think we've got a real good five or six who can play. So for me at the minute, I don't think we've got any choice. We, we, we've we got to stick with Dice. We've got to give him every support from in there. If, you know, if we're in the same position come Christmas, well, you know, possibly beforehand, we, we, that needs to be changed. But for, as far as I can see at the minute, I like him. I, I like what he's got to do with this. You know, I think, you know, Dwight McNeil starting to play well again. Okay, he had his injury. I think we've got we've got some options now. You know, I'd like to see this Jack Harrison, see what he can give us. We just need to get some balls in the box and I think we'll score. I think Beto will score, I think DCL will score. So I think we've got some good good chance. And I think I think not Anan has been a bit hit and miss sometimes, but I think there's a hell of a player in there. Yeah. And there's a hell of an engine in there as well. Yeah. So I mean we went to see the first game we've seen him when he made his debut. Up at Fleetwood. Fleetwood, yeah. Yeah, we went to watch it there. And we were a bit, we like a bit on. A bit like Bambi on ice. Yeah, he looked a bit, <laughs> but he's, he's not, he's changed. I mean, I think Garner's going to be good for us. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think we've got, um, I think we've got a, a good, a good feel and a good balance from in there. So, I just, I think at the minute he's right for us. I think we've got to give him the support. Um, understand where the criticism's coming from. Yeah. Because we haven't scored. But then again, you know, we had Mope up, up front. I mean, you know, up. <laughs> I've had a hip replacement and I still think I could have scored those goals Mope missed out from in there but if we would have had Beto or DCL from anywhere I think we've done so we are where we are get behind the manager let's give him a good go till the end of the season and let's just hope he can start to turn things around Which and I think he will yeah it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He will. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you summarised it, you know, perfectly. To be fair, I think I'm a big Sean Dyche lover. The listeners, the podcasters, the, the yeah. Patreon members, they all know I'm a big Sean Dyche fan. But like you said, it's results based business, yeah. and ultimately, results keep your jobs. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we want to touch on before we move on is obviously the Sheffield United Dan Juma's second goal. Mike, unfortunately. Went through a couple of chairs, didn't yeah. you, during the so celebration? I, sli- I slightly carried away with the second goal, to be fair. Because <laughs> what was happening, because we, we were we were sitting together, obviously, and we, we were row, I think we were row five, where, and we were right yeah. behind the goal. And I seen the ball come, come across, and then I seen the ball inside to Patterson. And I, you know, he hadn't had the, the best of game, Patterson. Yeah. But I think, that, again, I think with Patterson, there's a player in there somewhere. He just needs a little bit of confidence from there. And I, and I was so determined looking at the, at the ball, Patterson, and he played it perfect across. 
Then obviously the next thing is Dan Juman is in. The woman behind me falls over. I'm trying to save her. I'm trying to go mad to celebrate the goal. I stop her from falling. I cut my leg. I go straight down my leg. I slash my leg completely open. Look down. My leg's gone out like a balloon. I've got a big balloon and I've, and I've split the front of it and I've got like a big massive cut. But I just said to the guy next to me, I'll cut the other leg if we get a winner. Do you know, I just, I'll take, I'll take another cut for whatever. I've had worse at Everton, trust me. So like, but yeah, so as we walking to, back to the car after the game, I had blood pouring down my leg and whatever and the police in the ambulance asking me if it was all right. I said, yeah, I'm fine. So I just got back to the car and patched myself up and, and, and got home. And um, yeah, so uh, it's hard to explain what happened to the wife when I get in. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, all good. But great, great atmosphere. Good noise at Everton. The, yeah. the away fans were making some good, good noise at Sheffield. So when that second goal went in, um, thing, and I thought we could have won it. We should have won it. I thought we could have won. I thought we 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 were we were really good. And I thought Pickford was unlucky with with that with with, with bouncing back off him. But that save at the end, I mean, oh. it was bank. It was like a bank save, wasn't it? From I mean, it was. It was unbelie- unbelievable. I mean, it was just an unbelievable save. So. We, we, we were literally by the exit where, I mean, we were looking yeah. up and we went, oh my God, oh, what? we seen went, him die from nowhere, didn't we? just went, wow, didn't we? And then when I watched it back on Match of the Day, I was like, wow. And then I watched it the, the, the Sunday morning again. It was like, wow, Even again, better, wasn't yeah. it? So, yeah. So, yeah. And again, you know, I think, you know, if you think for an Everton team that we've got, you know, we've got, I mean, Tarkovsky is like, where would we be without Tarkovsky? The yeah. guy is, is, is a man mountain. Got Pickford there, so we've got the England goalkeeper from in there. You know, we can get Anana playing, we can get Beto and DCL up playing. So that's spine. I mean, watching the Everton teams, yes, we've always had a good spine, haven't we? So, you yeah. know, those days Southall, Reed, you know, you know, Mountfield, you know, Sharp or or Gray or that. So we've had a real good spine at Everton. And and this again, I feel now we're starting to get a, a decent spine. You know, the left back, the right back, they'll come. Yeah. You know, the the right side, you know, we've now got two, what I'd say is two wingers, you know, Harrison and, you know, uh, McNeil. They yeah. can start putting some 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 balls good balls in. in and they can put a ball in. So, uh, you know, I think we've got to start to get a good spine from in there. So, yeah, I think we've, we've got a good chance moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Enough about Everton then. Okay. What the listeners want to know is, why is it C&D London when you're from, from Liverpool, Mike? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I run a uh, C&D, so C&D Demolition Consultants. Well, we just rebranded recently with uh, C&D Engineering Consultants. So, um, we've got an office in Liverpool and we have an office in London. We've got an office over in Jersey and we've got one in Qatar. So, when when we when when I first went to work for CND, it wasn't my company. I went to work from there after I'd had a long career in the demolition uh, a consultancy company. So I decided that I was asked, could I run the London division? So when we set up Twitter, it was CND London. So <laughs> yeah. I ran. Up. There's a CND Liverpool, by the way. Yeah. So which which done? But so I basically stopped using Twitter for demolition now. I just basically do it for Everton because <laughs> yeah. because I, I like Twitter. Yeah. I, I do like Twitter. And some some of it's funny. Yeah. Some of it's not always great. Yeah. Some of it's a bit harsh. Yeah. But it's always fair. Yeah. So you get a you get a sort of good microcosm of, of where Twitter is. So so that, that hence why CD London. So I've got an office at, um let's say in London and I tend to to, to run that, that side for Minla. So I spend a little bit of days in we've got an office over the water in Birkenhead. Um I do London and then obviously I do Qatar probably once every five or six weeks for, for in there. So that's why you get C and D. Uh, London, but uh, not because I'm f- from London, which a lot of people text me <laughs> yeah. say, "Whereabouts in London are you from?" Yeah. Um, so no, I'm I'm from a, I'm 
well, as I say, I was born in Liverpool, but I, I live over the water now. So, so the, the demolition industry then itself, is a lot of people don't really know how it goes into that. Obviously, you've worked on, you know, football side of yeah. things as well. Like, yeah. explain to the listeners what you do in regards to the demolition and the football and things together. So, um, well, I've been involved in on the periphery of, of football because um, fortunately over, over the, the times I've, I've got to know some really good people in football. So I've got friends that uh, used to be Port Vale. I used to know uh, the Hearns at you know when they had Leighton Orient um I know the uh, some of the uh, the team from um Paris Saint-Germain through my Qatari context I've known them for, for quite a few years so I know quite a few people in and around the industry and I know a few chairmen I'd say on on first name terms yeah. uh in the premiership who you know I, if if I ever need a ticket or favor for tickets or <laughs> whatever it's always comes in handy because I've worked with them and then in the demolition industry uh the the owners of uh, West Ham used to own a large demolition company in, in London. So I used to go to West Ham a lot from them days. From there. So I've known a lot of, of football ones from in there. But for my background in the demolition industry is that um, my father worked in a demolition company here in Liverpool. And then I left school and he'd set up his own company at that time. And I left school and I went to work for him. So uh, we were working there. And then in about 2001, we had I built it up from... Uh, a two-man band effectively to quite a big so we, we, we were employing about 100 men um, and ladies in, in Liverpool and then we sold out in 2001 we did a management buyout so I stayed within the demolition industry then and then I, w- I was off being managing director of some other demolition companies around the country and I did a quite a stint in uh, America working over there on, on some big projects from in there and then I came back in about 2009 um, Back into the dem- demolition streak and I went to do the logistics director for the Olympics. So when the Olympics, it's just purely for demolition. Yeah. So infrastructure, roads, all the buildings that had to come down, I was basically running through that. And again, all the rail stations, train stations, that was taking the, the people in. And believe it or not, um, when I first had this, when London Bridge was coming in, they we had to re- demolish London Bridge train station because 600,000 people a day was going to come into the Olympics. Yeah. So it was a huge and all the normal. So I got involved in that one. And then about, and then I was at a bit of a crossroads after the Olympics. I, they offered me to, they wanted me to stay on and do some other stuff. And there was some big infrastructure stuff that they wanted me to do on. And I was a bit, I'd been away from home a lot, you know, yeah. the, the last 12 weeks of the Olympics running to, to there. You can imagine I didn't go home for 12 yeah. weeks because, and even when the Olympics was on. So I sort of stayed there for about 16, 20 weeks in London, didn't come home, working seven days a week. And um, I think the D word was, was mentioned by, by Mrs. <laughs> K. And um, divorce. So, uh, I, so I said, oh, I'll come back. And I was at a bit of crossroads and um, a guy rang me who I'd known in demolition. So he owned, he owned a small consultancy company in demolition. And said, do you fancy joining me? I need some help. So I said, yeah, thinking, well, you know, is the phone ever going to ring? Yeah. And then from that day on, it's been absolutely, you know, chocker. So we've been really, really busy. And um, we started off small, just me and him. And now we're, you know, we're not saying we're a, we're a massive consultancy company, but I'd probably say we're total 20 uh, with some freelance engineers. So, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a nice, steady size business no so. it, it's always funny when we go on that train from lime street to houston blowing that up yeah. blowing that up so that yeah down. well well the explosive, <laughs> the explosive yeah. things coming coming at a little bit a little bit left field really um we were involved in scotland to do the explosive demolition as, as a third party um assessor and then we started slowly but slowly getting into you know prepping the demolition 
effort explosive, then laying the charges, then then so I went back and did my all my explosive exams. Yes, I have people in the podcast out there that is explosive exams, and you've got to get fifty out of fifty for obvious reasons. And so I went back and did all my explosive exams, and I went to Cranbourne University to to do my final explosive ones from in there. So did all that. So I got back in, and then obviously just over the period of, of charging buildings, putting the explosives in. So we, so for the last twenty years, I've been doing explosive demolition as well as demolition. So C and D has got uh, an arm for conventional demolition, explosive demolition. We do asbestos removal, uh, consultancy, and now we consult on on what we call as a principal designer role within the construction. So I've set up a new construction division. So that all marries itself into one little sort of happy team should we we say (laughs) from in there so that's what we do so the explosives has been it's been good um we were involved with abu dhabi uh two years ago where we we blew the largest the sort of tallest concrete build concrete frame building in the world up and we got the guinness world record for that one (laughs) so we were involved with that one and subsequently then that that led us into into qatar and obviously, uh, we were asked by the Qatari government to, to give them some assistance on some large-scale demolition. So we've now set up an office in Qatar. So we've got people out there full-time in Qatar now. So, so it's, it's good. And hence why I can't go to the the Bournemouth game. Yeah. And we've, you've donated. Well, we've, we've donated it, and you've got some charity money to. And I think yeah. that was to. Um, that was to the Michael Jones yeah, so Foundation. So, so, yeah, so I'll page, give you that. Yeah. And you've done a great job uh, marketing that and, and getting tickets for that. So yeah. So I can't go. So when I can't go to a game. I'll always give it to like yourselves. And I, I, again, I can't go to the City game again at Christmas. So we've done the same. We've, yeah. we've done a charity one. And I think that was the food. Food banks, food banks yeah. yeah. So when I can't go, I'll give my tickets in a Dixie Dean or the prawn sandwiches. As people, people say. <laughs> the, the, well, but, the, seat, the seat sniffer that I get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, you do come here. And the, the rumour that your, your, your Ken Wright's uh, nephew is, is, is far <laughs> off the mark. You do come and sit with us. Um, so that, that's it. So yeah, that's good. So yeah, so when, when I can't go, I have to do, but I have to, a lot, the only problem in my in this, my game is that obviously there's no work in. It, I, I haven't done a lot of work in Liverpool recently. I've been mean, my own demolition company in Liverpool these days, but it's all around the country. Yeah, um, we're involved in in nuclear, so we do a lot of nuclear decommissioning for Magnox. So I've got uh, 14 sites, and you can imagine a nuclear power plant is not anywhere near any any areas of large. Um, residential properties so it's like right on the coast so Dungeness I've got as far up as Scotland I've got Bristol I'm in Bristol next week so that so that takes me everywhere Jersey we're still finishing off in Jersey we've been there for seven years um, and then obviously now Qatar and we've just picked up a little job up in America so I'm flying a little bit out, out from in there so it's busy 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 I just want to touch on obviously the Dixie Dean lounge quickly obviously going back to Everson like I'm fortunate enough to spend the spend the day with you in there it genuinely is and as as, as crap as we are on the pitch especially in like the hospitality yeah. industry they do get it right don't they like yeah. it, it, it is a good day out and I think yeah. you've been on the tour around Bramley Moor too yeah so I've got to touch a couple of things then so what I will say is 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 my uh, you know there's no love for, for, for Miss Sheedy and, and for Ken Wright from me but what I will say, I've been on a tour of, of both down the bottom of the road and in in the live in the in the pier head where they've done the yeah. the mock up. And my God, they've got it right. Yeah. You know, I think we've done some terrible bad things to this club, but by the looks of what they're saying there, it looks amazing. Yeah. So you know, so I've I've got four seats in the Dixie Dean. I've got what is it known as like a little small luge box. You can um, you can see from in there for for the new for the new stadium. 
they've, they've been quite cute with it because you've had to sign up for five years. So <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. It's quite a big investment. But what else would I do? I mean, I love Everton, so we're only going to go from there. So what I'm saying is it looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, what the food choices, you know, the bar overlooking the river, you know, the whole stadium looks amazing. So what, what they've done, the stadium looks amazing. What they've done, other stuff is 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 not so good, but what the new stadium looks like is fantastic. Touching on where we are, the Dixie Dean, uh, I think I've, again, thinking about today, I've had the season ticket basically in every part of the ground. I mean, from the, the old days in the enclosure, the paddock, um, I've been where you were, I was up and lower Bullens, uh, up and lower Glazer Street, main stand, uh, top balcony, I've, I've, had, I've had season tickets ever. But in the last sort of 15, 20 years, I've had sort of corporate seats. So um, I was in... Um, Ooh, I've been in all the corporate ones from in there, but now I'm in the Dixie Dean now. So I've got four seats in there. Unbelievable. So six-course meal, as much wine and food and drink as you can possibly manage. And we did make a fool of ourselves, the Southampton game, <laughs> uh, the opening game a couple of seasons ago when I, I was struggling to see the second half, I'll be honest with you. But it's unbelievable. So, yeah, you know, if any, if any if any, um, any patrons do get a chance to do, have a go at the at the raffles that you, you run. I'll, I'll be doing it every year. So, you know, there'll be a couple where I'll do. And even for the new stadium, when I go away, facilities are fantastic from there. It is a nice day. It is a really nice day from in there. So it, it's good. Uh, and just a little, like, thank you for me, the Bobble, and others involved in the podcast. Like, genuinely, we wouldn't be where we are without, like, the support you've given us over the past few months. And genuinely being able to to get a prize like that, which is kind of sometimes a once-in-a-lifetime prize, mm. to be able to raise money for the likes of the food banks, to be able to obviously raise money for the Michael Jones GoFundMe page, £1,000 we were able to raise from that to put directly straight into there. It wouldn't happen without, like, your kind generosity. It really so, wouldn't because... So I question, why do I sponsor... Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know why do we sponsor it? Well, it's not because of where, because you know, with, with all due respect, probably the the, the pool of people that, that we're not going to give me any work. So, so I don't do it for that. Um, I love Everton. I, I love the podcast. I think it's fantastic. When I'm on my travels, when I'm driving down the motorway, I put it on. I've downloaded it, or I've got an ear. I think it's fantastic. Some of the some of the comments you get on there is great. Some of the Everton tonings is, is great. But I also subscribe to the other podcasts. So I think they're, they're great as well. And yeah. we're lucky at Everton is that we have got a real good podcast. But for you, for, for our one, for what we get involved in, I think you're really informative. I mean, I don't know where the bubble gets his information from. <laughs> I think I'm informed from it. <laughs> yeah. But my God, he gets information that I, even I don't know. And I know some of the chairman out there and, and things. So he, he does brilliant from, from in there. So, it, and it's good that, that I can help support it, fund it a little bit, help you for the sponsorship that you can... You can keep it going. You know, you look got these studios. I mean, you're doing it for me. Your, your garden shed, and I know your garden yeah. shed. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, it, this is this is a fantastic opportunity to to build things. And what I would say about um, your podcast is that it's 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 factual, isn't it? You know, you get the facts. Yeah. You know, you only you don't you don't talk about rumors. We just talk about facts, and we talk about Everton. And the one thing Evertonians love to talk about. Is, is Everton, isn't it? Yeah. So it's nice to listen to. Look, if I can support it, if it can, if it can help, and it, and it, and if the prizes go to some people, I mean, obviously, you know, we we gave it the other year to um, to Liam Harkin. Yeah. You know, you know, I donated to, to anyone who had had a bad time, and Liam come with his dad, and Liam was an amazing place, and we thought he was in remission, and then suddenly he passed, he passed away. So that for me is something I can give back, and I 
look, I'm I'm really lucky to, to I've been really lucky with work and business, and you know I do work hard, but um, I've been really lucky, and if I can give back, especially to Everton, I mean I, I give a lot to charity, but I give a lot to Everton charities, so you know food banks, yourselves, what you donate, so you know that that's the way I can give back, and if we can donate a few seats and a few tickets every now and again. We can raise some money. I can carry on sponsoring it. And you, good causes. I'm, I'm more than happy for moving that way. Yeah, and obviously a massive thank you. I'm sure the Patreon members would be saying thank you as well. Obviously, you know, the growth of the channel has been yeah. incredible. Like helping yourself, the Patreon members, the other sponsorships yeah. we've got. It's, it, I just love talking I about mean, Everton. I mean, the, I mean, I don't go to all of them, but I've been to, like I say, quite a few when you go to the beer keller, you know, your nights out. You know, fantastic, aren't they? <laughs> you know, you're talking, you know, Everton. We love listening about Everton. You know, we'd like to sing, you know, yeah. but passionate supporters out there. I think personally biased. I think we're the, we're the most passionate ones out there. I mean, you see some away fans come to Everton and you think, what planets have you lot got off? Yeah. You know, we go away, you see the same faces every week. Yeah, you do. You know, it's unbelievable support. You know, the tickets, I might, I must get 20, I and mean, you get hundreds, I must get like 20 or 30 you know, Twitter ones, you know, any tickets, you know, any tickets. And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't got any this week, but, yeah. you know, if I do fan. So, you know, we as a, we as a, we as a, as a team with the fans, un- unbelievable. So if they can get back, more than happy. Yeah, we've had a little chat off air. I think the next venture, we might try and get some sort of kit, might we see in the yeah, so, you from so, the Bullens um, kit. I'm going to, for, you, for your, your Christmas one, I'm going to get a load of... Um, we have lost sort of work where we we get sponsored by we use Castor, so it's quite a good brand. Yeah. And we put our logos on. So I'll get a load of kit for that night. And then if you want to do some prizes, best fan, best travel, what most travelled or whatever, <laughs> or funniest thing is, I'll leave that to you from in there. So yeah, no, more than happy to do that for you. And I need to get yourself and Bobble and and Paul and a few of the other ones uh, some 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 gear as well. No, definitely. And, and there we have it, ladies and gents, a Meet the Sponsor episode. Honestly, Mike, I can't thank you enough, as I've said through the podcast. The support you've given us from the very start has been near enough incredible. You obviously helped me out with tickets and obviously treating me to days out and allowing the people on social media, on the Patreon members to buy tickets. Um, and I think on both occasions, the Patreon members actually won the raffle. So obviously, it's a bit of like a, a nice touch yeah, as well to be yeah. able to to take them out. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think Dan Osborne is the next lad to come with us. He's bringing yeah. his mum his brother and himself so he's absolutely delighted him and touched yeah. him so he's and made as, up as, as, I'm more than happy and as I said to you as well on the last one when we've done the prize if there's any if there's any teams out there you know junior football teams you know boys girls or whatever who haven't got a kit you know I haven't done sponsored anyone this year for the, for the kit so if anyone needs a kit or it doesn't have to be football you know whatever sport one you know get in touch with yourselves have a look at it, let me know, and um, we'll sponsor the team for this year because I haven't, I haven't done one this year. So, more than happy to help someone. Anyone who's struggling there, because I think football kits for 15 odd people are expensive now. Yeah. So, you know, so we're, like, we're more than happy to do that, more than happy to help. And that's probably one of the best things it is about being an Everton. The community we're involved in, the people we're involved in, yeah. always going above and beyond to help each and every one of them. And there we have it. Like I said, thank you as always for tuning in. In the meantime, there's so much more to come from the channel. Loads more episodes, loads more podcasts to come. Stay tuned. Give any feedback. Give any feedback to Mike about getting 50 out of 50 in his TNT <laughs> go test. Easy on me, go easy on my Twitter. It's my first time on it. Go easy on me on Twitter. Well, thanks as always. Have a great week and all the very best. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.